What's up, Dream Warriors? Welcome back to another episode of a podcast on Elm Street. I'm Mark. And I'm Brooke. And this week it is your pick, Brooke. So do you want to let our lovely listeners know what we are talking about tonight? Yeah, we are talking about 2010's Devil. Ooh. Yes. Such a creative name for a movie. I know. Super original, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, definitely. It's like Dracula. (laughs) (laughs) Um, uh, What made you want to pick this movie? Uh, When we did P2, I got reminded of this movie in that movie um, because of the elevator scene. And I haven't watched this movie in a very long time. And I remember it always scared me and I really liked it. So I was like, let's watch it. All right. I find it weird that the elevator scene in P or in, uh, oh, it was P2 that reminded, okay, never mind. Yeah. Why would you think I said? I don't know. I thought you said PG, like Psycho Gorman. Never mind. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's been a day. Yeah. All right, cool. Um, and like I told you at the end of our last episode, which was Psycho Gorman, I have never seen this movie. Mm-hmm. So this this was a first watch for me. Yeah. And uh, yeah, we'll talk more about it after. But what have you been up to this week? Um, up to quite a bit. I'm not going to say everything I watched, but I will say I watched six Marvel movies this week. Jesus Christ, man. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Uh, watched a few animated movies, uh, rewatched Bo Burnham's Inside. Uh, nice. It was just like Saturday night, late, and I was like, oh, I feel like watching it. Um, we watched Tick, Tick, Boom. Oh, did you like it? Um, it was not my favorite musical, okay. uh, but I enjoyed it, yeah. Yeah. I gave it a three out of five on Letterboxd. Okay, that's not bad. Uh, I don't want to get like spoilers, but like... I didn't know about his story mm-hmm. and like all that of what happened. Yeah, it's um, pretty crazy. Yeah, it's kind of unfortunate. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, but uh, yeah. Uh, what else? Um, oh, we are almost done Schindler's List. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Threw it on tonight. It's like three hours and 15 minutes. So we watched a couple hours of it. So it's like yeah. an hour to go. Um, and then finally, I watched a another Nick Cage movie mm-hmm. uh, called Rumblefish. Yeah, um, I didn't like it that much. <laughs> uh, it's a Francis Ford Coppola movie, and it's actually like apparently his like most underrated one, and it's his favorite movie he's he's done. Really, which is kind of crazy because he did you know The Godfather. Yeah, um, but yeah, I didn't really enjoy it that much it has a really stacked cast mm-hmm. um, i don't know if, you, if you've seen it before i haven't but i saw your rating of it on letterbox like on my main page there where it says recent activity yeah yeah and i was like i've never even heard of this and then i looked it up and i was like oh damn yeah the yeah. cast is pretty stacked yeah yeah mickey rourke looks very weird with short hair and <laughs> very young um but uh yeah, I didn't really like it that much. I don't know. Maybe with another watch, I may enjoy it more. But uh, mm. yeah. And yeah, that's pretty much all that's worth mentioning. Okay, cool. What about uh, you? I did not watch six Marvel movies this week. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
But I knocked off a few from some of my lists. So I watched Spirited Away. Nice. Which was on the IMDb 250 list. Mm -hmm. Did you Uh, tell Dennis he watched it? uh, No, actually, I didn't. I should tell him, though. Yeah. I I liked um, uh, My Neighbor Totoro more, I think. Mm -hmm. It just made more sense to me than Spirited Away. Yeah, that's how I feel too. There's just like so much like left to left on the answer. It is like, I don't know. It was a weird movie, but it was good. I enjoyed it. Yeah. Uh, and then I watched Bill and Ted's Bogus Journey, which is <laughs> nice. obviously a Keanu movie. Yeah. Uh, doesn't hold up. Yeah, I haven't watched that <laughs> since it came out, maybe. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then I watched a short film that Keanu did. Oh, um, called Echo. OK, it, it was only 12 minutes long. Oh, I saw that on your letterbox. Yes. Yeah. Do you want to Very... tell them what rating you gave it? I gave it half a star. <laughs> and um, that's your only half star rating on Letterboxd. Is it? Yeah. Yeah, this was terrible. <laughs> um, I even wrote a review on it. I said, I don't know what the fuck I just watched, but I'm thankful it was only 12 minutes long. Mm-hmm. Um, I had to watch it on YouTube. <clears throat> so was it like young Keanu? Uh, 2005. Oh, okay. Huh. But it was, it was black and white and it was basically, um, I'll read the synopsis here. A goddess named Echo falls in love with a narcissist. Huh. And yeah, didn't like it. Obviously. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, yeah. I only watched it because it's on his movie list. So. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and then I would knocked off another IMDb list movie with Back to the Future. Oh, nice. Yeah. I'm excited to watch that. Oh, man. That one holds up. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> definitely. Uh, it's a damn near perfect movie, and anyone who disagrees is wrong. Yeah. And then tonight, right before we started recording i finished the whole truth which is another keanu movie came out in 2016 okay Um, it was pretty good don't think i've heard of that one i have seen the cover before for sure but i like never really knew what it was about or knew anything about it Mm -hmm. um but yeah i liked it i gave it a 3.5 out of 5 nice uh drama yes yeah yeah okay Yeah, yeah it's like a courtroom drama right yeah yeah yeah, I think Back to the Future is on Netflix, eh? Yes. Yeah. Netflix uh, Prime. Yeah. Um, well, I, I said it to you, but we're doing this 250 movies, and I just kept getting sick of trying to look everywhere for movies. So we were watching uh, Prisoner from Azkaban, and like halfway through it, I was like, I'm just going to go through all of Netflix and all this <laughs> list and see, and just list what movies are on Netflix. And like yeah. that took me you know, an hour and a half to do, but yeah, it was worth it. Cause there's a lot of them on Netflix that I never even realized. Yeah. Like a, a lot of those like middle Eastern ones that are on the list were on Netflix. Oh yeah. Speaking surprised. of that, I didn't even mention that one. Um, I watched my first Bollywood movie, <laughs> uh, called three idiots and I loved it, man. It was so good. Yeah. Uh, it's almost three hours long. I did watch it in two sittings. There's only two uh, dance singing sequences. Mm. 
in the whole movie. Uh, but the first one, I was dying laughing. It was so funny and so good. Uh, yeah. It, yeah. I really liked it. Uh, I'm going to have to watch it eventually. So, yeah, exactly. Looking, looking forward to it now. <laughs> yeah. Even Bettina liked it because she, I watched the first 45 minutes and then I uh, threw it on before bed and uh, we watched the rest of it together and she mm. really liked it too. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. I was saying to you, like, I don't understand, like, there must be some sort of criteria to f- be on the IMDb 250, top 250 movies list mm. uh like they can't be under two and a half hours long it just seems like every fucking movie on that list is like two and a half to like four hours long yeah i know it's it's crazy yeah there's a few of them that um of like the animated <clears throat> ones that uh i've watched like we watched i didn't mention it but we watched uh like how to train your dragon mm. um i'm gonna we watched Toy Story 2 just because Toy Story 3 is on that list. So I just wanted to knock those off. Yeah. And there's a few of the animated ones that are on there. Is the first Toy Story on the list? I don't think so. I think it's. Wow. Uh, maybe. I forget. How is Toy I know, Story 3? I know. On the, there, but not the first one. Yeah, I know. Yeah. But uh, yeah. Anything else you watched or was that it? Uh, Nope. That's everything. We oh actually um, we started watching Squid Game finally. <laughs> oh, did you? Yeah, we missed the boat on that one. Oh yeah, fuck. I guess so. <laughs> well, last <laughs> year we were so focused on watching movies and shit, so I mm. just like I never wanted to get into a TV show. Yeah, and now that we're finally a little more relaxed with our whole like challenge sort of thing, it's it's mm. time to catch up. Exactly. How many episodes did you guys watch? Uh, I think. We've watched three now. Okay. What do you think so far? It's pretty good. The problem that I have is that, and I said this to Sarah, like, cause I threw it on the one day and then she was like, Oh, are you watching this without me? I was like, well, yeah, like I've been <laughs> fucking waiting to watch it. Yeah. And that, but I have to watch it dubbed because she doesn't pay enough attention that uh, like to watch it in the native language and yeah. read the subtitles. Yeah. So like some of the act I looked at her and I'm like, this is why I watch it in the language that it's supposed to be in <laughs> because the yeah. acting is awful whenever you add in the dubbed. I heard that the dub well, some people say that the dub version of this show is one of the worst that they've ever seen. Dude, it's atrocious. <laughs> That's really disappointing. And yeah, and I'm trying uh, to like yeah. I'm trying to ha- keep an open mind with it. Like I know that it's a good show, yeah. but it's like, wow. Uh, I think I think for the rest of it, I'm just gonna have to put it in Korean and read the subtitles. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> but anywho, that's all I got. So let's get into this shit. Let's do it. All 
All right, like we said in the intro, this week we're talking about Devil from 2010. Before we start talking about it, what are you drinking tonight, Brooke? You always lead into it like you're going to forget that we have to do this. <laughs> I'm a little trickster. You are. <laughs> um, I'm drinking a Collective Arts Ransack the Universe IPA. Nice. I like the title of that. Oh. Mm, that's good. Yeah. It's a good girthy crack to it, too. It's, it's a strong beer. That's why. Oh. And what are you drinking? I'm drinking a Stella tonight. Nice. I uh, I forgot that I had gotten one of their like holiday gift boxes for Christmas. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, Sarah put them it's in the fridge. It's funny. We uh, are you drinking bottle or can? Can. Oh, okay, I'll let you do your can, and I have a story about Stella. Right. Oh, mine was weak. <laughs> Yeah, we went to the LCBO to pick up some beers, uh, I think on Saturday. And we were in like the little beer cooler place thing. Yep. And uh, there's a guy in there. He's like looking all over the place, like going everywhere. He's on for like, what is he doing? He's like, you guys seen Stella anywhere? (laughs) (laughs) Who the fuck Stella? (laughs) Yeah, no, we're just like looking around like, no, like I don't see it. And he's like, ah. Guys, I want to try something different. And then, like, we're like picking out beers. And you just hear like this guy behind us go, "Like, there it is! Oh my god!" And he found it, and he was like, <laughs> "It made his day." He just grabbed like two cases. That's amazing. <laughs> yeah, the man knew what he wanted. Exactly. <laughs> you should have pointed him in the direction of the flying monkeys section. I should have. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You want a solid replacement? There, go grab one of those. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> <clears throat> All right. Starting off the synopsis. A group of people are trapped in an elevator and the devil is mysteriously amongst them. Yeah. <laughs> and, and you wondered why I never wanted to watch this movie. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. That just seems like the most basic premise to any movie ever. Yeah. Um, and it was directed by John Eric Dowdle, who we are no stranger to. Nope. He has directed quarantine, uh, which is an episode that we did. Uh, Mm -hmm. the Poughkeepsie tapes, which is an episode possibly we will do in the future. I was going to watch that actually, because we've, done most of his movies or i've seen mm-hmm. all of his horror movies except for that mm-hmm. um i just gotta say shutter has been kind of weak for me right lately yeah like i haven't been on it in maybe like two weeks mm-hmm. i went on and like looked at the new movies and it's all like these random old like 50 like from like the 50s to the 80s of these random horror movies i've never heard of like i'm Mm -hmm. sure some of them are good but they just don't catch me it's like these weird ass movies i don't know where all like the newer age stuff is yeah and it seems like like the titles of them they don't yeah catch my eye at all no um there was one that i saw yeah like i'll go through a few of them right now like there's uh Woodland, Dark and Days, Bewitched, Il Demonio, 
was another weird one I saw. Edge of the Knife, Tilbury, like these weird, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they don't look very appealing. No. Oh, Tilbury, Tilbury is new. Oh, is it? <laughs> it's from 2021. It's 57 oh, minutes well. and it's from Iceland. Well, I guess I lied. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, if you do watch the Poughkeepsie tapes, it's very fucked up. Just an FYI. Okay. Like maybe watch it by yourself. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, so yeah, he's directed Quarantine the Poughkeepsie Tapes as above, so below, which is an episode that we've done. Um, he directed the TV show Waco, which you still haven't watched, but you should. No, I haven't. Uh, no Escape. And apparently he's directing a Friday Night Lights remake that I guess had to be done. I saw that. For like whatever that's, fucking that's, reason. Uh a movie, obviously. Yeah, 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 yeah. I don't understand why they're remaking it, but they are. Yeah, me either. And uh, yeah, that's pretty much it. Oh, it was. Uh, was it written by M. Night Shyamalan or did he just do like he has writing credits for it for this movie for Devil? Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. I didn't know. I didn't even notice. <clears throat> yeah. Oh, he does. Yeah. Brian Nelson and M. Night's Shyamalan. Yeah. For some reason, I always thought that the Saska sisters had something to do with this, too, but they don't. Mm. I don't yeah, know why. It does, seem, it, it does seem kind of like their movie mm-hmm. like type, of, type of movie. I just yeah, I don't know. I must like I must have been thinking of something else, but I was surprised when I didn't see them credited on it. Mm hmm. <clears throat> Um, the cast list, we have Chris Messina as Detective Bowden, and he is in Argo, I Care A Lot, The Sinner, The Mindy Project, Birds of Prey, and Sharp Objects. Yeah, I know him pretty much. Well, I know from the other things too, but most notably The Mindy Project. I've never watched that. It's it's good. Is it? It's It's good, yeah. Nice. I feel like anything she does is pretty good. Yeah, exactly. Um, and then we have fake Tom Hardy, a.k.a. Logan Marshall <laughs> Green. Uh, he played the mechanic or Tony. Um, all these characters besides Detective Bowden are just uh, they're credited as like just a, a what they are. Yeah, yeah. But we find it in the movie that his name is Tony. Um, he is in Upgrade, which is a movie that we've done. Um, the Invitation, Spider-Man Homecoming, Big Sky, Snowden, and Prometheus. Mm-hmm. He hasn't done that much. No. But I'm what surprised he's surprised because I think he's a fantastic actor. Yeah, he is very good. I was just going to say, like, all of his roles, as limited as they are, he has some, like, really good movies. Yeah. Like, we both really enjoyed Upgrade. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, next up is Bo, Bojana, Bojana Novakovic. And she plays the young woman, or Sarah. Yeah. Uh, she was also in Birds of Prey, uh, Beyond Skyline, I, Tanya, Shameless, Drag Me to Hell, which I don't remember her in. I think she was the old lady's like nephew or 
niece or uh sorry niece yes <laughs> <laughs> okay yeah she must be yeah okay and she's also in a movie that I'm going to have to watch this year because she's in a movie with Keanu Reeves called Generation Um. Um, what? <laughs> a, a generation. I don't know. <laughs> we were having fun with that. It has a 4.0. Yeah. Yeah. So might be good. Maybe. Uh, next up, I have Bokeem Woodbine, who played the security guard or Ben. His uh-huh. name is. Uh, he was also in Spider-Man: Homecoming, um, Fargo, Queen and Slim, Ghostbusters: Afterlife, the Halo TV series, which I did not know about, but I'm fucking pumped for now. Really, you didn't know about that? No, dude. There's a trailer out for it. It looks amazing. Oh man. Okay, I'm gonna have to watch that after we do this. And lastly, he was in Spencer Confidential. Yeah, and he was in Overlord. I don't. I don't think you said that, but. No, I no, it was he. Okay. Yep. Um, hold on a sec. Okay, never mind. Uh, funny thing that Bokeem and um, LMG were both the shocker in Homecoming. Yeah, kind of. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> kind of. Yeah. Uh, and I have one more person. Okay, I also I was, have a or honorable mention I had. Yeah, I was going to give him an honorable mention, but I don't know. He was in the movie long enough, so I just said fuck yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. Um, Jeffrey Arend, who played the salesman. Mm-hmm. And I most know him for Super Troopers and The Ringer. But he's also in 500 Days of Summer and Garden State. Yeah, I knew him from, well, I know him from the movies you said too, but uh, Bubble Boy. Oh, What? Yeah, he plays the Finned Man. Oh, wow. Yeah. I forgot about that. Hmm. It's been so long since I've watched Bubble Boy. Oh, me too. <laughs> uh, yeah, I loved him in Super Troopers and the Ringer, though. Yeah, yeah. He has like the mo- one of the most memorable, memorable lines from Super Troopers. Yeah. The schnozberries taste like schnozberries. <laughs> He's got a good one in the ring or two. When the fuck did we get ice cream? <laughs> yeah, that's that's definitely an all-timer. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. Great movies. Yeah. Great movies. Um was he your honorable mention? He was. Uh also Matt Craven. He like looks really familiar. Mm-hmm. Um was he being being in that's worth mentioning or that I've remember him from? He's in a lot of big movies. Uh, X Men First Class. Yeah, yeah. He's in. He just has a like a memorable face. Yeah, I had to look it up to see if he had any relation to Wes Craven, but he does not. Oh, he was in Disturbia. I think he played Shia's dad. I think. Oh yeah, he did. You're right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hmm. And he's Canadian. Is he? Yeah. Cool. So definitely no relation to Wes Craven then. (laughs) I was thinking the same thing. (laughs) Excuse me. All right, man. You ready to dive into this movie discussion? Yes, I am. Uh, So start off, I have a confession to make. Uh Uh-oh. 
Yes. You're the devil. <laughs> yeah. Um, I am scared of elevators and escalators. Is it because of this movie? Yes. Really? Uh-huh. Okay. What about why an escalator? Because, man, your fucking shoelace gets stuck in that. You're done for. <laughs> Make sure you tie your shoes before you get on it. Even when I'm wearing just slip-ons, I'm like always hesitates to fucking step on them. Yeah. I don't know, man. They just freak me out. I don't like them. I, I get it. I do get it. Um, and then and then like elevators. I don't know. Uh, knock on wood. I've never been stuck in an elevator. Mm-hmm. But like when I lived in an apartment building, like and I had like pissed really bad, I would always like think like, man, I better not get stuck in this thing or have to piss in the corner of this <laughs> elevator. Or like when I'm carrying my keys, like I'm fucking like scared I'm going to drop them down the little tiny hole and then be yeah. fucked. I don't know, man. I. I don't like elevators. Just those irrational thoughts, eh? Yeah. And also this movie all really did not help that. That's fair. I mean, yeah, being stuck in an elevator would suck big time. Mm-hmm. Um, and like the whole escalator thing, I do remember like hearing, I don't know if they're like just fucking urban legends or whatnot, but like people getting their hair stuck in them and shit like that. Yeah. So I mean, yeah. And we were at the mall, uh, was it right before Christmas? I think, yeah, we were in Bayshore and Sarah was doing some shopping. So Brady saw the escalators and he wanted to go on one because yeah. I don't I don't think he'd ever been on one. Mm-hmm. So I took him. I was like, all right, let's go, bud. And I was like making sure he was going to step on and then I wasn't really paying attention and I stepped oh. on and I wasn't holding on to the railing. I was oh, like no. just holding his hand and I stepped on it. And I was like, whoa, Jesus Christ. Like <laughs> I've never stepped on one without holding the railing. That was scary. Um, Someone turned the speed down on these things. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, so yeah, always hold the railing because it's pretty fucking scary if you don't. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, yeah, because he was just like standing on the platform. Like, dude, you got to step onto it. Like it does. The platform doesn't move. You have to step onto the stair. And he was just like kind of frozen. And I was like, fuck, like. <laughs> so he pulled and, and he pulled an elf, basically. Yeah, exactly. Just get the whole fucking leg spread going. <laughs> uh, yeah. Nice. Oh, actually, there was one thing I wanted to look up. I had it written down. Um. Because there's a production company that produced this movie uh, called The Night Chronicles. Okay. I've never heard of them, so I wanted to see like what else they've mm. they've done. It's a cool name, though. Yeah, that's what I thought, too. <clears throat> so one of the articles is uh, M. Night Shyamalan's Night Chronicles, Why Devil's Sequel was Cancelled. Oh, really? I guess that there's a movie that was supposed to be made called Night Chronicles that was going to be an anthology. Hmm. Actually, I re- a sequel to this. Yeah. I read that this is supposed to be a trilogy. Really? Huh. Hold on. Let me look this up. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it was this movie. I thought it was in the... Uh... Maybe that's why it's the Night Chronicles production. Maybe they were, like, going to do those... Oh, yeah, here it is. 
The Night Chronicle is a film production company and also a film series produced by M. Night Shyamalan and funded by Meteorites Capital. This series was intended as a trilogy, yet only produced its first movie, Devil, in 2010. Mm-hmm. So it's yeah, there it Shyamalan's production company. That makes sense. Huh. M. Night yeah. Shyamalan. Huh. Yeah, this was the first movie in the Night Chronicles trilogy, which involves a supernatural with modern urban society. That's what is on the trivia list on IMDb. Um, I wonder why that ones didn't get made. So the box office for this movie was 62.6 million US dollars. Mm. And according to the trivia, in its first weekend of release in the United States, the film was able to gain back its entire production budget. Huh. So not a bad opening weekend. No. Really? That's cool. Huh. Yeah. That's uh, kind of disappointing. I think I think I would have liked to see two more movies. Yeah. Do you think they would have had them in like closed quarters like this or like just the devil kind of walking around? Maybe. Maybe the other ones were going to be because if it was anthology, maybe it would have kind of done like a character study on some of the people in the elevator Mm. because they all had their own story fleshed out as to why this was happening to them. And they all like were bad people who, you know, the devil was after pretty much. Yeah, that's true. Hmm. We'll never know. Yeah, I guess not. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I love the opening credits of this movie. Mm hmm. Like, I don't think whenever I first watched it, I was really took like film seriously. Mm -hmm. But like the opening credits of this movie, just like the way it shot and the score, I thought was so good, man. Like, yeah. And then it transitions. Mm -hmm. Then it transitions into like the whole narration of, uh, well, we later find out is Ramirez kind of telling the story that his mother always told him about the devil. Yeah, how it took uh, human form to kill people. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I liked how I like the upside down aspect of the the city. Yeah. Um, Which is kind of like, I don't know if this is what they're going for, but maybe that's what the devil sees from hell. Kind of like like a mirrored version of Earth or something. Okay. Yeah, because I was gonna ask you what your take on that was. That's yeah. That's what I think it was. Maybe like that's what the devil sees, like mm-hmm. kind of a mere version of Earth. Well, and I found it interesting too that um, John Eric Dowell did this, and he did As Above, So Below, which also has an upside down city on the cover of it. Hmm. I didn't even think of that. Yeah, because like the Eiffel Tower is upside down, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that came out four years after this one. Yeah. And that one's pretty much not about the same stuff, but mm-hmm. we get it's... some similar uh, themes in that movie with this movie. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so yeah, you we learned that a guy jumped from a roof. He was holding a rosary. And there's a lot of little clues kind of to this movie. Mm-hmm. Like the van he landed on was uh, Bethel Bread Company. 
Yeah. Which, you know, kind of like Bethel Ham, I guess. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he learned that Detective Bowden, his family was murdered by a drunk driver. Um, they think the person only jumped from a two-story building, but then they figure out that he jumped from a much, much bigger building. <laughs> yes, <Yeah>, significantly higher. <laughs> significantly higher. <laughs> and, um, uh, oh, go ahead. I was going to say, like, one of the gripes that I have with this movie, like it was only an 80 minute movie. Um, mm. So, I mean, everything was kind of condensed, but it just seems like Bowden is just an unrealistically good detective. Yeah, I get that. It like seems. Yeah, it were, seemed like we were kind of spoon fed. Yeah, because like his partner was like, oh, there's no way that. Uh, he would have crushed this van from a two-story building. And then Bowden's like, oh, there's no glass on the ground. It didn't, mm-hmm. he didn't fall here. It rolled here. And I was just like, wait, what? And then, yeah. and then like they walk away from the van and like kind of follow its trail. And his partner mm-hmm. was like, well, you think the van just turned itself down this alley? And Bowden's like, oh, it hit the median and bounced off and turned down the alley. And I was like, this is just a little, <laughs> a little too perfect. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I get that. Um, I did like the kind of detective aspect in it. Yeah. Because, uh, you know, they're trying to figure out what's happening. You know, the seconds elevator, people are dying and they, they have no idea. You have Ramirez, who's one of the security guards and he's, you know, saying, you know, the devil's doing this because uh, he has the bread with jam or peanut butter or whatever on it. Oh, man. Throws it. And he's like, yeah, anytime that the devil's around or he's around, something bad happens or bad always follows. And he said either bread falls the wrong side down or people get hurt or something like that. Yeah. And that whole example that he used with the toast i was just like really um and then i was looking at the reviews on letterboxd and the first review is now this person gave the movie a four star rating okay but his review was this motherfucker drops toast and it falls jelly side down and he declares it the work of the devil just a, <laughs> a great bit to be honest and i was like that's so true like he just throws the toast and it lands jelly side down and he's like yeah, it's the devil see i told you and i'm like wow all right yeah i think what they're going for there uh like i don't want to offend anyone but um, a lot of like religious aspects mm-hmm. is kind of far, far fetched, you know? Yeah. Like, I agree. you know, they just even, yeah. Like people like, Oh, like this happened, you know? Uh, anyway. Yeah. <laughs> it, it's almost like, again, not trying to offend anybody, but it's almost like they try to make mountains out of molehills. Yes. Right. Yes. Like any little thing that could go wrong. It's like, ah, it's the work of the devil. Yeah. Or anything that happens good, that's the opposite, you know? It's, yeah, exactly. It's exactly. God. Uh, but yeah, so we meet a few of the people. Um, the security guard, Ben, He he's like temp there. And pretty much everyone could have avoided the elevator. Yep. Like they, had, they had a chance to, except for the old lady and the... 
businessman. I, I, what's his name again? I forget. Uh, Who the Vince. salesman? The salesman. Yeah, Vince. Oh, okay. We did get his name. All right. Um, so I don't think he has an opportunity to miss the elevator mm-hmm. because he's on there with the old lady. Um, and then Ben, I guess he usually takes the stairs, but then the one security guard is like, no, nah, take the elevator. So he takes the elevator. Yeah. Cause it was 42 floors up that he had to go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he was, he, and he was going to take the stairs. <laughs> and, uh, then the elevator is about to close and Sarah, the, what's her name in that? Like, like her thing is like the innocent woman or something like that. Just young woman. Oh, young woman. Yeah. Uh, she barely makes it, but then Vince is kind of that typical salesman, mm-hmm. like just like scum of the earth, you know, piece of shit. <laughs> wow. <laughs> what? Am, am I wrong? Am I wrong? Uh, we, we just, we have a salesman listener, so I can't wait to hear his response to that. <laughs> <laughs> Josh is going to be fucking ripping your head off and shitting down your throat. Uh, that's true. That's true. I didn't think of that. <laughs> well, now I'm glad I said it. <laughs> oh, man. That's great. Um, Could you imagine Josh in the middle of his elevator? You know, lights are going off and he's like, hey, do your, does your company use cranes at all? <laughs> <laughs> you, know, you know what would get us out of this elevator is a, a nice big crane. Yeah. You know, you look like you can afford a nice giant crane. (laughs) (laughs) He would be the motherfucker singing that song, too. Yeah, yeah. I did. I did kind of like Vince a little bit, even though he was a dick. Yeah. Uh, You know, like he's like singing the song and he's he's trying to bring like even says it. He's trying to bring clarity or whatever he says Mm -hmm. to and everyone's kind of an asshole, except for. Uh, fuck, what's his name? Tony. Yeah. Um. And uh, yeah, Tony just kind of keeps to himself at the beginning of it. Hmm. Hmm. But I like once you know the ending, you can see like all the little uh, foreshadowing, like leading up to all of it. Yeah. And I'm gonna I'm gonna come back to it because I don't want to give away the ending right now. Okay. But. There's some like major foreshadowing in the beginning of this. Okay. Okay. I mean, you get that from Vince, you know, the elevator's closing again and you hear Tony's trying to run to it mm-hmm. and he tries to get it. And Vince is like, Oh, sorry. <laughs> and then he gets it in time. and He just gives him like the dirtiest look. Yeah. But that's like one of those awkward situations. And like, I've been in it before too. It's like, do you run to the elevator or do you just like kind of hang back and wait? And, yeah my personality is to just wait for the next one but then like on the other side of it like you're in the elevator and it's like you see someone running and it's like oh do i really want to hold this fucking door open yeah (laughs) it's like like one's not working (laughs) yeah yeah uh whenever i lived in an apartment building like i wouldn't do that like if someone was like running but you know if i get on the elevator and i see someone get another apartment locking the door i'm like pressing the close button you know yeah exactly like, i'm not <laughs> waiting for you yeah uh so the elevator breaks down there's a kind of worker i forget what his name is but uh dwight or Dwayne or something like that dwight or something but yeah so elevator six is in inspection mode 
And uh, the two security guards, Ramirez, and I forget the other guy's name. Craven. Um, oh, yeah. That's, mm. yeah. That's the, the actor's yeah. name, but. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so they're trying to get him to look at it. He's fixing the glass where the guy jumped out of. Um, and he goes up to the roof, and this seed gave me the worst vertigo ever. Oh, man, right? Like, his hat flies off, and he's fucking chasing after it, and he goes yeah. right over the edge, and I was like, dude. <laughs> I know. I was like, what is so special about this hat, man? Like, you almost <laughs> fell off a 42-foot fucking skyscraper. Like, Man, I got like light whenever I looked when he looked over at it. I was yeah. like, oh my god. Cause like the way they shot it, it was like with a drone shot. Like so we get mm. above him, so we can see everything that's like leading up to it. Yeah. And then he like skids to a stop right before the edge. And I was like, Oh my god. Like I, I was like you, like my stomach kind of did a flip. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like it was almost like we were it was almost like we were watching it in VR sort of thing. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah, I really like the way this movie was shot. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. most of it takes place in the elevator, but I think even the in the elevator, it doesn't feel like bore like boring or I don't know. I'd like to see the behind the scenes of this movie. Yeah, because like they make you feel very claustrophobic. Like it doesn't feel like it's a big set with like a whole bunch of cameras and shit like that. Yeah, and. A bit of the foreshadowing you get. Um, Tony is really smart in the, yeah. in this movie yeah. uh, because Ben says when like the lights first go out, he you hear Sarah and she's like freaking out, and then she's like, "Why'd you touch me?" And Ben is like, "Oh, like I'm kind of claustrophobic. My brother left me in a trunk for six hours when I was a kid." Mm-hmm. And then later on, Tony points out like hey like i thought you're claustrophobic man and then nothing really happens with that but tony knows he's very observant yeah yeah and like he even calls out sarah at one point too what's he call her a twister or something like that a twist yeah i have a note later on but that whole scene i loved yeah when he's like calling her a twister and because he's an ex-military yeah So yeah, he uh, he picks up on a lot of stuff. Yeah. Uh, the old lady pissed me off a lot. <laughs> <laughs> oh, me too, man. I couldn't fucking stand her. Especially like whenever because they have a camera inside of the elevator where the security guard can talk to them, but they can't talk back. Yeah. And Ben is like yelling, and the old lady says like, "Oh, she they can't hear you. Why you got to yell louder?" And then for like the next 10 minutes, she just keeps talking loud, like into the camera. And it's like, you just said that they can't hear you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. She was the only character that I really didn't like. Mm-hmm. She just, yeah, she annoyed the shit out of me. Just everything that she did. Yeah. And I guess you like, um, for me, I didn't remember a lot from this movie, but I knew what the ending was and like, who mm-hmm. was the devil. Mm-hmm. Um, and so for like, I don't know for you, like, did you kind of figure out who it was? Uh, yeah, because not, not, not because of like how they were acting, but just because 
I had a thought in my mind that I'll mm-hmm. explain later on. Okay. Cause yeah, I mean, she, so in the end she turns out to be the devil oh, and okay. <laughs> well, I just want to say this one point, but <laughs> okay, we're going to get to it anyway. Okay. I guess I don't have to wait then. <laughs> uh, because you get a backstory on every single other person. Yeah. Yeah. In the elevator. And she holds up her license and like the guy can't see it because the camera or whatever. Mm. And then you don't really find out anything else about her because everyone has like a bad backstory. Yeah. Um, except for her. That's a good point, actually. What's what kind of made you my, figure my, out? My reasoning was simply it's going to be the person that people least likely expect. Yeah, that's fair. And people are going to least likely expect this little old lady. Yeah. And this movie was very good at turning the attention to other people at different parts in the movie. Like there was one point where I was like, okay, it's, it's uh, the young woman, it's Sarah. And then there was Mm -hmm. another part. I was like, okay, it's Ben. Like this guy's shady as fuck. Mm -hmm. And there was later on in the movie. I was like, damn, is it actually going to be, uh, uh, What's his Tony? name? Fucking Tony. Yeah. And like the only person I never had the opportunity to think it was going to be was uh, Vince because he died so early. Yeah, he does die very early. <coughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Ramirez, he is kind of going off. He sees this face in the camera um, and everyone kind of like makes fun of him in it. Yeah. Uh, but then later on, like people are starting to realize, um, uh, there's one line that Ramirez says to Bowden. Uh, I forget what it was, but basically he's saying like, it's the devil and Bowden's like kind of laughing at him. And he's like, even people like you who don't believe like, you know, the devil is real or something like that. Mm-hmm. Well, because um, Bowden says at one point, he's like, my wife and child were killed. Um, Mm -hmm. by a drunk driver and like i don't need to believe in the devil because i think that people are bad enough as it is or something like that yeah Yeah. like basically implying that like nobody could be worse than humans yeah yeah and uh ramirez is you know going about nice people always die uh the devil doesn't take kindly the people getting in his way Mm -hmm. um the whole sales pitch that Vince does in the elevator, I fucking thought was hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> Cause the old lady's like on the ground and he's just like, those feet look, those shoes look worn out. And he's like, it looks like you need a new mattress. And he goes on <laughs> for like, <laughs> like three minutes trying to sell a mattress. And yeah, it turns to Sarah. He's like, yeah, no, you don't, you look like you can't afford a good mattress or something like that. I don't know. He, he basically, yeah. He doesn't tell her that she's poor, but he tells her that she's like middle class. Yeah. <laughs> and then they're standing there and you kind of hear like the slot happen. Mm-hmm. And Sarah turns around and she's like, you just hit me. And she kind of blames Vince, touched her ass. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it was just, I guess, the devil that did it. See, and it was in that moment where I was like, okay, this, there's something up with this girl. Like, like I could, I could almost tell that early that she was, as Tony puts it, a twist. Uh-huh. Um, just because like, we didn't see any of that happen. And like, we kind of had a view of it. Yeah. And 
like it just the way that she went off about it, it just seemed like it didn't actually happen. And she was trying to like pull shit because like nobody in the elevator liked Vince as it was. Yeah. Vince was already kind of put as that kind of character. Mm hmm. Uh, oh, Sarah gets bit once the lights go off for the first time. Yeah. And she's like bleeding in her back. Uh, it's like, yeah, something bitter. And then everyone's like, oh, it wasn't me. It's like, look at her back. A human would not be able to do that. Yeah. Do you think it was actually a bite or like a claw kind of mark? Because like they're all saying it was a bite, but it didn't look like a bite mark to me. Yeah, I think it could have been either. Like to me, it looked like she had like, like, I guess you could say teeth went into her. Like there was like puncture wounds, but it it didn't look like a mouth like bite. You know what I mean? Yeah. There wasn't two sets. It was just like one line of holes. Yeah, exactly. Um, So, yeah, she's bit. And uh, (laughs) I love some of the lines that uh, Ben says whenever um, he like just tells like Vince, he's like, sit your creepy ass down. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Like uh, Bo Deem, I think he's a good actor in this, in this one as well. I, or Bo Keem, sorry. Yeah. Um, I really like him as well. Yeah, he was Uh, good. Um, oh, Sarah has the vision that she sees all of them dead. Yeah. Uh, that was wild. That that first time that we see that, it fucking got me. I was like, shit, like, that's fucking mm-hmm. creepy. Yeah. Just like all these yeah. bloody dead bodies laying around in an elevator. Mm-hmm. And then the next one, uh, the glass shatters and then the lights come back on and the <clears throat> businessman Vince, he's just has this fucking huge shard of glass in his neck. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's dead. <laughs> to say the least. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and I think it's Bowden that says, or one of them says like, like it had to be one of the people on it because it stabbed like up into his neck. Yeah. Like, it, like right into his jugular. Like, yeah, it was almost too coincidental to just be an accident. Yeah. And this is when Ramirez kind of does the whole bread thing and says that uh, this is called the devil's meeting. And one of those people might be the devil. And I th- I didn't write it down, but uh, at this point, I think Dwight or whatever his name is, is going from the top of the, eleva- uh, the elevator shaft because he's tried like everything to try and get the elevator back working mm-hmm. and nothing's working. So he's kind of like... Uh, What's the word I'm looking for? Like repelling down. Yeah, repelling down. Um, and then obviously his thing snaps and he falls and dies. <laughs> yeah, they hear big thud. And then they all think like, oh, we're going to be rescued. And then they look up and they see blood trickling down through the light. And they're like, oh, fuck. <laughs> yeah. Oh, uh, I forgot to mention too, before this scene happens, there's one scene whenever Tony opens the top of the elevator mm-hmm. and he's like starting to climb out. Yeah. And this pissed me off. And all of a sudden Sarah's like, he's escaping. He's escaping. He's trying to escape. And then Ben grabs him and pulls him in. It's like, mm-hmm. what are you doing? Someone had to help him get out of the elevator. Yeah. And, and it's like, like he- what is he going to do? 
Well, yeah. And like, even if he is escaping, let him escape so like he can get help. Yeah, I didn't understand that at all. Yeah, that was just another instance of Sarah being who she was and mm-hmm. another reason why she pissed me off a lot in this movie. Yeah. Um, not as much as the old woman. Well, eh, maybe actually <laughs> <laughs> she pissed me off quite a bit. But. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, now the uh, the maintenance worker, he's dead. He falls on the elevator um, and you're kind of getting backstories of the people in the elevator. Uh, you find out that the guard, Ben, he has a record, uh, assault, assault, assault. And he like beat the shit out of someone with a baseball bat. Yeah. Put them in a coma. Yeah. Bowden's like, what kind of guys are you hiring? Like you don't do background checks. And, uh, Craven just says, oh, he's just a temp. It's like, yeah, come on, man. (laughs) Yeah. Let's screen a little bit better. Yeah. Um, and then he needs a volunteer for something. I forget what it was for. Uh, oh, yeah. Okay, yeah. He needed to find like the the breaker switch or something like that for the for the elevator, wasn't it? No, I thought that <clears throat> they needed to grab the sheet of paper out of Vince's. Uh... Oh, that's what you meant. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah I do. Okay, I know what you mean now. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, they take Vince's like this paper out of his thing. And they notice that he works for this mattress company. And he was meeting with, I think a, not a lawyer, but some business better, that will oh, go ahead. The better business bureau. Yeah. On office 35, which is interesting. Cause that's where the guy jumped out of. Yeah. So I wonder if like, there's any connection there at all. I don't know. Yeah. Well, they kind of start making connections throughout everything. Yeah, this is when stuff kind of starts uh, like coming together. Mm-hmm. Um, they learn that the mechanic, they don't know who he is yet because they check the log books and they account for everyone except for him. Uh, they think that, what do they say the old lady is? Uh, Tony? There's no. no, there's Sarah, Vince, Ben, and Jane Kowski. Oh, yeah, yeah, Jane Kowski. <laughs> yeah. But they thought that... That's the old woman. Yeah, but her, the Jane Kowski was actually Tony. Yeah. Yeah. Tony Janikowski. Yes, that's it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, because he's military, right? So he just put his last name down on the sign-in sheet, like Janikowski. Oh, Okay. So like he okay. didn't put his first name or anything. He just put Janikowski and they, yeah, assumed that it was Jane Kowski. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Which that doesn't sound great. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Because they find, they think that he's the one that uh, killed the people inside because they see that he brought in a duffel bag with him and they find that he hid it underneath. Underneath the sink in the bathroom. Yeah, then you kind of get this backstory of this lady trying to get into the building to pick up her husband or or Mm -hmm. to meet somebody. Mm -hmm. And she gets in, then you find out that he was going there for a job interview and she was there to pick him up. And that his name... Oh, go ahead. I think she was there to pick up his tools because he had his tools with him and he didn't want to bring them to the interview, so he left them in the bathroom and she was going to come and pick them up. That's why he had Okay. That's why he hid them so that nobody would take them. And he told Mm. her that's where he was putting them. 
Okay, okay. So they realize that he was the one that signed in and that they're missing one person, the old lady, mm-hmm. who they see on camera is stealing fucking wallets. Yeah, from a fucking woman with a kid. I was like, what the fuck? Like, <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> uh, I like the pepper spray. Or actually before that, um, they start like frisking each other and stuff like that. Uh, oh yeah, then the pepper spray. She like has the pepper spray, and she's about to spray Ben. Yeah, and he stops her, and he looks at it. He's like, "Woman, this is from like night expired in like 1987." <laughs> Something like I that. I love how aggressive he was with her too. Like she puts it in his face, and he just fucking swats it. Like no fucks given. Get that out of my face. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and uh, the fire fighters are there they had to go through the wall um you mentioned before that someone has to volunteer to go down to the basement to turn off a break or something like that or yeah reset it. yeah uh, so craven goes down and he he does it but then he there's like a bunch of water and this electrical wire in it mm-hmm. and then he decides you know to pick up the wire and try to get it out of the water <laughs> yeah the stupid motherfucker and he ends up getting fried and dying well like it's a it's a like the oh my god i work with fucking cable what am i the jacket on the cable um yeah. so like the outer layer of it it's it's broken apart and it's all exposed wire underneath and it's like mm. sparking and shit and he picks up with a piece of wood and then tries to put it onto a nail so something metal and conductive and he goes a step further and looks down realizes that there's a puddle and he like gingerly kind of steps into the puddle and i'm like what do you think is gonna happen man like you it doesn't matter how slow you step into this water you're gonna get electrocuted (laughs) yeah exactly (laughs) oh my god did the face in the mirror get you at all the face like the the, the devil shows up in the elevator oh yeah actually i forgot about that yeah, yeah it, it was, was like, like a split like, second but yeah and it was like bandaged up it looked like yeah exactly yeah 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 okay i did i do remember that okay yeah it got me <laughs> so yeah the elevator at that scene whenever the thing shows up in the the background okay so in this scene jane dies mm-hmm she gets hung mm-hmm. and the, the scene where she, her body dies, that devil shows up in the background. So do you think that's when he like left her body? Maybe even though he goes back into it at the end, I don't know. Never mind. Or do you think, do you think he had her possessed? Ah, okay. I was going to say, do you think he had her possessed the whole time? But it would make sense to what I was going to explain earlier on. What's that? <clears throat> well, I'm going to wait. Okay. Oh, no, we've already said that she was possessed. Okay. Yeah. So one of the foreshadowing clues that I noticed after like learning the twist and who who the devil was, like mm-hmm. who he had possessed, <clears throat> whenever they're all getting into the elevator at the very beginning, Um, there is one elevator and there's enough room for another person to go on. And the people are saying to her, like, come on, like there's room. And she's like, no, it's too full for me. And they were like, no, no, there's lots of room. Like, come in. And she's just like, no. And I was like, after I 
learn that it was her who was the devil, it's like, yeah, that's not the right people that she wants to go after in that elevator. She has to go in with all these other people. Right. That's a good point, actually. Because Vince was standing with her, right? And he didn't go in either. Yeah. Huh. I didn't catch on that. Good job. So she would have obviously had, well, with that theory, she would have had to have been possessed at that point, too. Yeah, that's true, actually. Huh. So now Jane's dead, so there's only three of them left. Uh, Ramirez says that the devil kills his last victim in front of the person they love the most. Yeah. And, uh, and then this is where kind of Tony is like, he's super, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Like he catches, he like catches on to things and like notes things like in his mind, you know, Mm -hmm. he's observant, observant. Yeah. Because he's trying to close Jane's eyes uh, and because they pull her down, obviously, mm-hmm. and he can't. They keep opening him back up, which is creepy to watch. Um, <laughs> and then Ben says, oh, yeah, you can only do that after a few hours. Because mm-hmm. earlier in the movie, whenever uh, Vince dies, mm-hmm. they're going around saying Sarah says, like, I've never seen someone die before. And then, like, Ben says, oh, I haven't either. And then Tony says, I have. I was in the military, whatever. Mm-hmm. And at this point, Ben says, oh, you you can only do that after a few hours. Mm-hmm. So then Tony says, like, oh, I thought you haven't killed anyone before. And then Ben kind of gets defensive and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I like to, in the, in the security room, um, what was I going to say? Oh, because they start... F- they start thinking that um, Sarah, uh, well, because they find out that Sarah's husband is, his last name is Caraway, mm-hmm. and the security company is Caraway Security. So they were like, oh, did uh, does her husband mm-hmm. happen to own the security company? And they were like, well, yeah. And then they, Bowden starts to like kind of piece together that maybe Ben was hired to kill her because yeah, she was having. Yeah, because she has a criminal record as well. She uh, has three counts of blackmailing married men. Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. So yeah, they think that Ben might've been hired to uh, kill everyone in the elevator and kill her as well. Mm -hmm. I didn't understand why Ben and Sarah were so mean to Tony. Like they're like, so against him, like they're teaming up against him. Uh, Well, it's it's that whole twist conversation that he has with Ben, right? Yeah, which is right now, which I love that that scene. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. Tony, they'll have their hands on the wall because Bowden told them to. And then Sarah takes her arms down and she's like complained because, you know, she's sore or whatever. Yeah. And I love Tony's just like, get your hand back up on that wall. And mm-hmm. she's just like, Oh, like, no, like I'm tired. And he's and then he goes on about the whole twist thing, you know, how he's in the military, how uh, the rookie would come in and everyone would start, you know, yelling at each other, fighting each other. And, and they would spread rumors about, or he would spread rumors about other people mm-hmm. and he would call them a twist. Mm-hmm. And that's exactly what Sarah's been doing the whole time. And Tony caught on to that. Yeah. And I think, 
I don't know why she was doing it with. Well, she tried to do it with Vince, too. So mm-hmm. I don't know if her and Tony knew each other prior because like she works. F- he works for Caraway Security or if because he was older, she felt like maybe he wasn't as much of a threat to her mm-hmm. or something like that. <clears throat> or maybe maybe he was married and she was attempting to do this whole blackmailing thing with him once they left there there. Yeah. Like if she was trying to like butter him up a little bit, because you can see he kind of has like a soft spot for her. Right. Yeah. So I don't understand why she was doing this to Vince and Tony, but not to Ben. But yeah. And uh, then the next scene I really liked too, uh, whenever Bowden tells them the lights go out again mm-hmm. and Bowden tells them like, take your cell phones and shine the light on you. And then their fucking phones just like get ripped out of their hands. I thought it was really creepy and like well done. Yeah. And then the lights go out again and Ben gets his head <laughs> stopped and <laughs> twisted around. And then like I knew that the old lady was the devil because I remember it. But mm-hmm. at this point, like I was like, oh, is Sarah the devil? Mm-hmm. Because they have like the, the glass that they're threatening each other with it. And then Bowden tells them to put it down excuse me. And they both do. And then you see that Sarah has the glass shard in her back pocket. Yeah. So I was like, Oh, is she the devil? Yeah. That had me thinking a little bit for sure. Uh, and then this is where we find out that the fiance that snuck in is, uh, Tony's fiance in that his, uh, his name is Tony Janikowski. Mm-hmm. Which is the whole foreshadowing thing again, because Ramirez says like the devil kills the last person in front of his most loved one. Yeah. So at that point she's watching on the security camera. Yeah. There's one, this, this part. So at the end, it's just Tony that's alive or no. Sarah gets killed. How does Sarah get killed again? She Uh, got stabbed too. She got stabbed. Her throat got slit. Her throat got slit. Yes. Um, Then you learn that, Tony, whatever you find out that he was the one that killed Bowden's kids in the drunk driving accident. Whoa, wait, what you're missing a big part. The, the, the confession happens after. Oh, the old lady. Yeah. Cause he, it, they make it look like he's the one that slit her throat, slit yes. his throat. Yeah. And he's like trying to stop <clears throat> the bleeding. Yeah. And then all of a sudden the old lady fucking sits up behind him and she's got black eyes and yeah. he's like, what the fuck? Like you're still alive. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's really cool. Um, I really like the way they did it. Mm-hmm. But the one part that I don't know if I was just typing notes when this happened, but um, she's like talking to him and I, I loved like the back and forth between them. And this is when her Tony, he confesses his crime and he says like, take me instead so yeah. was she going to kill his fiance? Yeah, or I didn't is quite he get that. or is he saving Sarah maybe or something? I don't know. Yeah, I didn't get that either because he's like, take me, and she's like, Oh, I intend to. And he's like, No, like take me. And I was like, Well, she just said she was going to. Like, what are you talking about? <laughs> yeah. And she's like, Oh, you can't uh turn my decision or something like that. And then like he, this is where he confesses he was in a drunken driving accident how, five years ago. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, it's Bowden, Bowden's kids, a family who died. And even Ramirez says, 
at the beginning of the movie, when they're there, he says like the people in the elevator, he picked them to be there, but yeah. he also picked us to be here. Cause we're watching. Yeah. Which I thought so, was really cool. Yeah, exactly. But I don't know why I guess, uh, Lustig, that was the Craven actor. Right. Um, yeah. And Dwight, I guess they were just the nice guys who got in the way of the devil that died. Mm-hmm, Cause that was part of the story too, right? Like they, the devil kills uh, like good people who think they're trying to help or something like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I wonder if Ramirez was going to be a part of the other movies. Yeah, that's a good question. And like, who was Ramirez to the devil? Yeah, like exactly. What's his, what's his purpose of being there? Yeah. Like, is he, is he considered like a hand of God? Mm-hmm. To like help combat the devil, like did God kind of send him there? Yeah. Uh, so yeah, the fire or the ele- the old lady leaves. Jane leaves. Devil's gone, and then the whole building gets power again. Mm-hmm. Were you gonna say something? Yeah, because <laughs> he. It made me laugh because <laughs> he confesses everything, and the devil's just like the the old lady's just sitting there staring at him. Mm-hmm for like a solid like 10 seconds and there's like no audio or no dialogue whatsoever yeah. and the devil's just like damn i really wanted you too <laughs> it just made me laugh <laughs> yeah uh so yeah she leaves the whole building gets power again uh fire men get into the elevator they save tony um and then the final scene i really liked actually Whenever Bowden is driving Tony, because he confesses, obviously. Yeah. And Tony's in the backseat, kind of uh, telling like the story again a bit. And then Bowden is kind of starting to like tear up. And he's like, mm-hmm. yeah, that's that was my son who died or whatever. Mm-hmm. And he's like, I've been oh, fuck. What does he say? Um he says, I've been thinking of the past five years, what I'm going to say to you and what I'm going to do to you when I see you. Mm-hmm. And he says, I forgive you. Mm-hmm. And then that's how the movie ends. And I really like the way that ended like that. Yeah. And I, I enjoyed it too. And the final line in the movie is Ramirez saying, if the devil is real, then God must be real too. Yes. Like yeah. that's the end of the story. Mm-hmm. Which, yeah, I I thought it was a pretty, pretty solid ending for the most part. Mm-hmm. Uh, did you have anything else to add or mention that we forgot to talk about? Um, I don't think so. Alrighty, well, that's the way the blood splatters. So, spoiler alert, I liked this movie a lot more than I expected I was going to. Okay. Because I told you whenever you picked it last week, I was like, oh, man, I've avoided this movie like The Plague. It was always one that never like appealed to me. It just like yeah. I thought it was a shitty concept. But yeah, uh, yeah I, I enjoyed it. Thoroughly. I mean, even for me, like when I picked it, I was like, I don't remember if the movies, this movie is terrible, but I want to watch it. So we're going to watch it. Good. And I was <laughs> I was pleasantly surprised. Yeah. All right. Um, I'll go with my review first. Alrighty. If that's okay. Yeah, for sure. Uh, my story, I gave it a 6.5 out of 10. 
Oh, 0.5. Yeah, it wasn't quite a seven, and it was a little bit better than a six. I said, fuck it. Fair enough. Um, I said I really liked the narration in this one, like Ramirez kind of telling the story that his mother told him as a child. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like it added a whole other element to it rather than just tossing in the idea of the devil walking around Earth. Like we actually get a re- like a, a, a backstory kind of thing, I guess. Yeah. Um, and the story that Ramirez is telling throughout the movie is based on an actual tale of the devil, which I thought was really cool. Oh, um, I was pleasantly surprised with how much I enjoyed this movie after a decade of, of avoiding it <laughs> due to the fact that I didn't really realize what the movie was about. Like, I always thought it was a fucking possessed elevator. Really? Yeah. And that's why I was like, oh, man, that's so fucking stupid. That's dude. You watched a movie about possessed wind. Uh, the happening. <laughs> that one. Or Demon Wind. <laughs> yeah, Demon Wind. <laughs> yeah, that movie was fucking trash. Hey, you still watched it. <laughs> that's fair. That's fair. Uh, um, I said the script was pretty well done and I enjoyed the twist, but I did uh, call the old woman being the devil um, because she's the least likely person you'd expect. Blah, blah, blah. I've already talked about it. Um, finding out that Tony killed Bowden's family was definitely something I didn't see coming. Although I assumed. Man, what the fuck did I write here? Although <laughs> I assumed the old woman was the devil, I did like that they really kept you guessing who it could be, especially once Bowden started looking at the sign-in sheet and little hints here and there that tried to take you off the path that you were like, oh, it's this person. Oh, no, wait, it's this person. <clears throat> like, it just it's just a movie that kept you guessing throughout it. Mm-hmm. Uh, quality, I gave it a 7 out of 10. Uh, I said the acting for the most part was really well done with significant recognition going to Bokeem Woodbine and Logan Marshall Green's performances. Uh, the CGI was super shitty sometimes, <laughs> like the fucking elevator whenever like there's like a the camera's looking up underneath the elevator and it starts to drop. Oh, just, yeah. Yeah. It was just shitty fucking 2010 CGI. <laughs> Uh, the sense of claustrophobia was really well done, and I could definitely understand the increase in tension as time went on. The kills were pretty creative, considering they were stuck in an elevator with limited objects to get the job done. Oh, excuse me. And the score was pretty fucking awesome, like how you mentioned at the beginning, like the opening credits and whatnot. Yeah, it surprised the hell out of me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah, 6.5 and a 7 for me. Nice. All right. Well, we're pretty close. Um, So I gave the story a 6 out of 10. I said the writing was pretty good for the most part. Fleshed out all the characters nice. Um, I liked the the detective aspect of it, and I liked how it connected all the characters like to the devil. Mm -hmm. Um, And I felt like an hour 20 was... I think it was a good uh, length for this movie. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it felt a little bit longer than an hour and 20, which was like, it's not a bad thing, mm-hmm. I don't think. Mm-hmm. Like, they got a lot into it. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, we honestly dissected this movie more than I thought we would. Uh, we're yeah. already over an hour into it, so. I, man, I was looking at the timer earlier, and I was like, oh, damn, we're at 46 minutes, and we're, like, <laughs> not even halfway through the movie? Like, what is going on? Yeah, so, I mean, we touched on a lot of stuff in the in the, the discussion. Mm-hmm. Um, so, 6 out of 10. And for quality, I gave it an 8 out of 10. Uh, I said the cinematography was fantastic, um, even for like a kind of mostly a single location movie, Mm -hmm. Um, especially that opening credits. Like, I don't know, man, the opening credits to this movie I thought was very good. 
Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I, I forgot I wrote this down. I said, especially that opening credits boner alert. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, the score yeah. surprised the hell out of me, and I thought the acting was really good, especially from Logan Marshall, Logan Marshall Green, and uh, Bokeem Woodbine. Uh, so yeah, six out of ten and eight out of ten. Cool. Yeah. Our reviews were very similar too. <laughs> yeah. All right. You guys know our score. Let's head on over to Rotten Tomatoes and see how they scored it. The critics consensus. It's better than many of the other films M. Night Shyamalan has been associated with, but Devil never gets more than a few low-budget thrills out of its fiendishly promising premise. I um, love how they just fucking called out M. Night Shyamalan. <laughs> uh, so this is 2010. The happening was like 2008 or something like that. And remember. the village has been out. So I guess they're saying kind of the bad movies are those ones. I'm going to look. I'm going to look this up. Here. Based yeah. off that synopsis, I'll say a 44%. You're actually very close. Uh, 49%. Oh, okay. So before this movie, yeah, he did uh, Praying with Anger, Wide Awake, The Sixth Sense, Unbreakable, Signs, The Village, Lady in the Water, mm. The Happening, oh. and The Last Airbender was also 2010. Okay. So these were his directing credits. So I mean, like... He had the sixth sense, unbreakable signs. Like he had good movies at this point. Huh. Yeah. Um, writing credits. Uh, yeah, pretty much the same, really. M. Night Shyamalan gets shit on a lot, but I mean, really, like he did Split, Glass, Unbreakable, The Sixth Sense, Signs, The Visit was good. Um, Devil was good. Like he wrote this, he wrote Stuart mm-hmm. Little, which was like a good kids movie. Yeah, like, and he he wrote Old, and he, I think he directed Old as well. Um, <clears throat> but I mean, like he gets shit on, and I think it's it's unjust. Like, do you agree or like I I, think, I know I think like, I think it's ah man I don't know I'm guilty for it too, but I think it's because like his shitty movies are so shitty. I think Shyamalan is an average movie director. Okay, yeah. I'm not saying he's great. No. But I mean, like Unbreakable, Split, and Glass were all very good. Yes. The Visit, in my opinion, was very good. Um, yeah. Signs was good. Uh, the Sixth Sense had like the biggest fucking twist of all time on your first watch. Yeah. So, I mean, like he he has some very big stinkers, but he also has some like pretty solid movies. I think. Yeah, definitely. Like The Last Airbender was fucking hot trash, but I don't know. Anyways, that's my two cents. Well, already. Take it or leave it. Um <laughs> <laughs> All right, going back to the critic score, you gave it a 44, or you thought it was a 44. Yeah. Um, it was a 49%. Okay, yeah. On 99 reviews and an average score of 5.2 out of 10. Mm-hmm. The audience score is a 43%. Really? On, okay. Yeah, yeah. 
on 50,000 ratings and an average score of 3.1 out of 5. Um, do you have the letterbox score? I do, yes. All right. Late so letterbox is a 2.6. Mm-hmm. Uh, you and me both gave it three and a half stars. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see. Um, the Cultworthy podcast gave it a two and a half. Mm-hmm. Uh, I saw Jensen on here somewhere. Jensen gave it a three. Yeah. Uh, let's see who else. That's pretty much all I have for like our normal guys. Um, off the cuff reviews gave it a three and a half and liked it. Okay. Uh, Screaming Cinema gave it a two and a half. Overall, not very well received, but also not terribly received. No. I mean, we liked it. That's all that matters. That's right. God damn it. <clears throat> Where would you put this movie on M. Night Shyamalan's list? Ooh. Like middle of the pack or I put it uh I think I put that like up there actually. Okay. I think I put this ahead of the visit. Okay. But like below the sixth sense and Yeah. And okay. signs. Yeah. Yeah. Alright, cool. I think I would rather watch have you watched old yet? No, I haven't yet. Okay. I would definitely prefer this over old. Really? Okay. Yeah. I almost rented old the other day and then I just didn't. I think it's worth a watch. Yeah. Well, and I love uh, Alex Wolf. So, yeah. Yeah. He's really making a name for himself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's doing well. All right, man. You ready for the scare section? Let's do it. What did you give it for a scare rating? So I actually gave it a 7 out of 10. Wow, okay. Yeah, uh, this movie scared the hell out of me as a teenager and it still scared me a little bit in this viewing. Uh, like I said at the beginning of the podcast, elevators scared the hell out of me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and like it really did capture some of the uh, claustrophobicness in this. Yeah, exactly. Especially like, when the lights went out. Like I couldn't fucking imagine just... Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'll go into it in my next thing. <laughs> uh, scariest scene was when the lights would go in the elevator. Like, especially after Sarah gets bit for the first time. And, mm-hmm. like, you can feel her fear in her. Yeah. You can, like, fear her, like, shaking and, like, whimpering. It's, man, I could not. <laughs> I could not do that. Oh, man. Yeah. Uh, and then what, are, what I survive, I said, fuck no. The devil's in there with me. There's no <laughs> way I'm surviving. What about you? True enough. Uh, I gave the scare rating a three out of ten. Okay. Um, I'm, but I'm not afraid of elevators, so like, I can understand where yours comes from. <laughs> um, I said I didn't find the movie to be overly scary, but there was definitely some genuinely creepy parts. Something about an old woman being a human husk for the devil is just creepy all on its own. And I said plus claustrophobia. Yep. Uh, scariest scene I said the first flash of everyone dead took me by surprise I wasn't expecting it the way and the way that they did it like made it look super creepy like just Mm -hmm. uh, how I mentioned before just like bloody bodies all over the elevator floor and shit yeah Um, and would I survive I said I think so because I honestly don't think I've done anything bad enough to make the devil want to take my soul to hell so I think I'd be in that first elevator where she was like no 
Okay. You take the easy route. Okay. I see yeah, I did. Yeah. Motherfucker. All right. What have you done in your life that would make you want the devil or that would make the devil want to take you? Well, I can't tell you or I'll, just, I'll have to kill you. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, so we're shaking things up a little bit this month. Um, we've been talking about doing audition for a month now. And uh, now that Felicia is feeling better, we are going to be doing that episode at the end of the month to finish off our um, Annie Wilkes and uh, Yamasaki Asami. There we go. Oh, okay. That's her name. Um, so yeah, we're only going to be doing the one villain face off this month. So that means next week's episode is going to be a poll on Instagram. Woohoo. Woohoo. Um, do you have a movie picked to put up or do you want to do that later? I do. Yes. Okay. Do you? Uh, no, but I can think one real quick. <laughs> Looks at his movie you... collection behind his, his back. That's literally what I'm doing right now. <laughs> actually no i'm not going to do that i'm going to go to our friends at letterboxd okay i'm gonna see what we can find okay do you want me to say what movie i'm putting up sure okay uh so i was gonna think of something like special to put up but i've just wanted to talk about this movie for over a year Mm. um i know it's both of one of our favorites and that is Green Room. Oh, okay. All right. I'm going to put up VFW then. Nice. Okay. Sick. <laughs> All right. All right. That's perfect. Nice. Okay. Beautiful. I like it. That's funny because we were just telling Dennis about VFW. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Cool. So Green Room versus VFW. That is going to be our poll for next week's episode. Sweet. All right, that is the end of the episode. So if you guys want to catch us on in social media, you can find us on Instagram and Facebook at a podcast on Elm Street. If you click the link in our bio on Instagram, you'll find links to our Tee Public account where we have some merch. I've actually been thinking of some new merch ideas. Um, I just have had a boring couple days at work lately. Oh, nice. So uh, I was I was just thinking of some ideas. I'm going to bring them up to you before i talk to anybody about putting them together but okay um but yeah so hopefully maybe in the very near future we'll have some new designs up on our t public uh there's also links to our discord server our twitch account our letterboxd accounts and anywhere that you can listen to us yes sir and that is all cool Alrighty, guys we will talk to you next week see you later Thank you.